Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. I'm going to have some help today. We're going to do the Christmas story, but not just quite like maybe you've seen it before. And in Luke chapter 1, uh, we're going to go through Luke chapter 1, and I encourage you on Christmas, Christmas Eve, before you open gifts, read Luke chapter 1, okay? Because it's about Jesus. It's not about your gifts and gifts to your kids and all that excitement, and that's all fun, and that's nothing wrong with that, but make Jesus the center of it all. Don't make me sing that. Jesus at the center of it all, okay? And so, is everybody ready? All right, all right. So, so we're going we're gonna to look at number one. We're talking about Mary's story, possessing the promise, okay? We're going to look at, at how Mary received Jesus as the promise. He was the promised one. How I many of you know, I'm pretty sure Mary had heard that the promised one was coming, I'm pretty sure Mary went to church and heard that Isaiah said he'd be born of a virgin. And she goes, okay, I'm a candidate. So did every other little girl that was a virgin. And I say little girl because I'm an older man, and Mary was about 14, 15, or 16. Yeah, teenager. Just because I make fun of them, do not discount teenagers. And do not discount these little kids running around here and don't think that they can't lay hands on you and see you recover because they have no doubt. We're the one, well, I don't know if this work. I've been hurting a long time, and I, I don't know if God helped me because I don't know. Well, kids don't care. They don't have cares. We're supposed to not have cares. I mean, you know, they slip up on us. They get bigger and bigger, and we got to go, why did I get in this shape? Okay, well, get back on the. Mary heard the promise. Mary received. So number one, number one, Mary heard, heard the promise. Okay? We're going to let, uh, Scott's going to read for us. Got a good Christmas story voice, and he's going to read verse 26 to 37. All right? Go ahead. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and is, you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have not known a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that the Holy One who is, will, is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, 
And this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. All right. So with God, nothing will be impossible. How many of y'all believe that? With God, nothing. God can do anything, can he? Now, here's the, here's the hard question. Can you believe that he'll do it for you? Ah, so, so that's where we have, that's where, this is where our part comes in, to be like Mary. So if you go back, an angel came. Do you know I know people that angels have visited them? That I know people that Jesus has walked into their room and healed them. Never had that happen. Don't have to. I got this. Now, it helps to have angels. And you know in the last days, the Bible says that visitation of angels become more and more frequent. Now, we don't chase angels, but if they show up, we, you know what? You get to ask them some questions you need to know. And they're going to tell you fear not because, you know, it's supernatural. And you're going to be like, what is this? And that's what Mary did. So, but you have this. You know Mary didn't have this? You know, they had scrolls, but they were at the church, and it's hard to carry around a scroll. But you can get a pocket New Testament. You can put it on your phone. You have the Word of God. The angel came with the Word of God. This is the Word of God. The angel spoke the Word of God. Amen? Amen. I'm trying to help you. I want you to listen because this is your book. The B-I-B-L-E. It's your book. It's the Word of God for you. As you read the Word of God, it, should, it will become alive. The Holy Spirit will cause it to come alive in you, for you. And in this book, there are 3,000, over 3,000 promises for you. Say 3,000 promises for me. Now, you're not walking in all of them. Neither am I. But we're going to learn how to go after them. Okay? The angel came and spoke the word of God to Mary. So let's look just a couple other things. He said, rejoice, rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. How many of you know that when you got born again, God made his home in you? You became the house of God. Corinthians says, know ye not that you are the house of God. Say, I'm the house of God. I'm highly favored. Now, a lot of people have a hard time saying that. Because you know what they look at? They look at their life. Experience does not bring or prove that God is in your life. Because look at Paul's life. He was shipwrecked three times. He slept, you know, slept in the water three days. He was beaten with rods, whipped, stoned to death, all these horrible things. Well, he wasn't in the will of God. That's the way we judge. When we think bad things happen, we think that God doesn't love us or favor us anymore. No, we have an enemy. And yes, you may have done something to put you in that spot, but God still loves you, and you are still favored, and he wants to bring you out. Amen? So let's, I'm, just, I'm just, you know, this is different. I told you it's going to be different. I'm going to push you to think about you can have the promise or promises of God. So the other thing as you go, the angel said that you will have a son, and his name will be called Jesus and she goes, well, how, how's this going to happen since I don't know a man? Do you know what? You can read a promise in the Bible, and you can say, well, I mean, that is, I used to think this. It works for them, but it don't work for me. That's what Mary said. How's this going to work? How do the promises work for us? How do we receive the promise the same way Mary did? The Holy Spirit will overshadow the Word and you. 
and will cause it to form in your life till you and you'll have great faith about it. Wow. Great faith about this. And that's exactly the, the angel said the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, come upon you, and you will become pregnant by the word. Guess what? You can become pregnant with the promise. That's right. Amen. Okay. This is how it works. You know, there was a there's a pastor, and it still may be, but his name was uh, Paul Cho in uh, South Korea. And when God started teaching him this, he was believing God for a bicycle. He was going around, and they had, you know, he actually, the women aren't uh, equal to men in that society. But a little girl come prayed for, came and prayed for him. He had tuberculosis, and God healed him. So he got saved, and he went and become a preacher. And God said, you know, he said, I need a bicycle. And he, so he started praying, and the Holy Spirit said, believe for an American bicycle, 10-speed. And he, goes, I, uh, and he goes, I want a blue one. And he goes, well, believe for a blue, 10-speed, American-made bicycle. So he went around and told everybody, I'm pregnant with a bicycle. <laughs> they laughed at him. He's the preacher that's pregnant with a bicycle. They quit laughing when he rode up on a 10-speed, blue, American-made bicycle. Why did he need a bicycle? Because he can go from village to village and preach the gospel. How many of you know riding a bicycle is better than walking? How many of you know driving in a car is better than riding a bicycle? How about flying in an airplane is better than being on a ship or driving across country? So there's always, God, God wants you to have better, to preach the gospel, to be a blessing for something. I'm just, you know, all right. So let's get, how can this be? And the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the high shall overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. And look, and he says, now Elizabeth, your cousin. How I many of y'all got cousins? I got a cousin. Your, your cousin Elizabeth, uh, your relative has, has conceived in her old age, and this is now her sixth month. For the one who was called barren, for nothing is impossible with God. So Elizabeth plays into this story, into Mary's story. How I many you know that family can play into your story? Now, most of us think about the nuts in the family or the black sheep, but there are some godly people in your family that you can get counsel from. I have, and we'll get to that later on. But if you don't have it, then you become that godly counsel. Nothing wrong with you learning the Word and knowing the Word. You know, I called a friend this morning uh, who's uh, like a mechanic. Let's just do a commercial break. Ladies, if you're single in here, you're a single parent, single mom, maybe you're a widow, ladies, ask for help. Do not be ashamed that you don't need any help. Don't be too proud. Come on, ask for help. Do you know I called somebody and asked, I can change the oil, I can change brakes, I can change the flat, I can do all these things, but I called somebody and asked for help. Our brother right here would help me with mechanic ideals. There's another one that I called that's in the church not here today. There are people, oh, right over here is a mechanic. Don't spend three and 4000 Listen, why is this burning in me? My mama spent $3,000 on something that didn't fix her car. Why are you going to do that to a widow woman? And I would jump to that same way for you. It frustrates me that you wouldn't ask for advice. Come on, I may not know, but I know somebody who can Okay, let's put our heads together. Let's, you know, we're better together. Amen. Amen. 
And so we want to do things together. We want to help you, and we want to be a blessing to you. This commercial's over. <laughs> Don't be hard-headed to ask for help. And if you need help with scriptures, I got people, 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 people that will help you with that too. It's not only spiritual but physical things. We'll help you, and God wants to help us with everything, and we're better together. Say, we're better together. We're family. We're family. We're the house of God. We ought to help one another. Okay? If, if I, I may need to borrow your tractor to plow the back 40 one day. Come on. We're better together. Amen? And so, so let me get off my stump. So number two, Mary received the promise. She believed it was for her. Scott, would you read verse 38 for us? Put up verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So Mary said, Behold, the maidservant. Listen, she, was, she knew that she was a maidservant of the Lord. By about you and God's relationship, do you know who you are in the family of God? Guess what? You're not a maidservant, ladies. You're a daughter. See, Jesus came and changed it. In the Old Testament, they were servants, but now we're sons and daughters. How much more are the promises for us? Come on, how much more? And I just can't get off of sons and daughters. Uh, we are the sons and daughters of God, and we need to know who we are. So when we read the Word, we can say, I'm a child of God. Let this Word be to me. I received this promise. I'm a son of God. I'm a, not the son, a son, a daughter. We're in the family. Romans the eight, read Romans the 8th chapter. For now you're the sons of God, and the sons of God can be, expect to be led by the Spirit of God. Whoa. And how does he lead us? Through his word. And the more the word you have stirring in you, the more you hear his voice. So I'm supposed to go this way. And even if this ain't the way and you missed it, he's going to go, okay, I'm going to go this way. See, the thing about it is fear is the opposite of faith. I'm going to help you now. Listen, fear will come to stop you, stop your faith. Don't be afraid to step out. I, I took a job one time. I'm like, man, this wasn't God. Yes, it was. Just because it wasn't cake and candy. I was sent there for a specific reason. Man, they short changed me, short paid me, and this and that and the other. And I'm like, man, what am I, what is this about? And then I led somebody to Jesus, and, and, and I'm driving home rejoicing. Man, they got saved. And the Lord said, that's why I sent you there. It's not always about M-O-N-E-Y. But the Lord took care of me. Amen? So, so the promise is yes and amen to us. And she received the promise. I want your heart prepared. Can you be prepared to receive? So I'm getting ready to receive. Come on. How, how do you do that, Pastor? Well, you're about to eat lunch. Some of y'all's stomach's growling right now, I, you know. And you're going to go, and they're going to put a plate in front of you, and you're going to receive it. Well, how do you receive the Word? The same way. You said, this is mine. How many of y'all had to grew up with a bunch of brothers and sisters? You had to eat like this. <laughs> this is mine. 
I grew up there when the, you know, if the light went out, you know, everybody went out to the last piece of chicken, you know. <laughs> so so let, let's look. Mary received the promise. She believed that it was for her because she didn't deserve it. Huh? You don't deserve it either. But it was given. A son was given. A son was given. Jesus was given to us. That's called grace. Grace and mercy is giving it to. Every promise says yes and amen. That's in, the, that's in the word. Every promise is yes and amen to you. Say, say it with me. Every promise is yes and amen to me. See, that, that's, how, that's how you build it. You may not believe it, but you need to build it up. Just like I, I just quoted Romans 8 chapter, the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. So you go around and say, I'm a child of God. I'm led by the Spirit of God. I'm a child of God. I'm led by the Spirit of God. You meditate on it. You roll it around in your mind. And we'll get to that. That's one of the last points. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. Mary pondered all of this stuff in her heart. You ponder the Word in your heart, in your spirit. You go around saying, I'm a son of God. I'm, I'm, I'm a child of God. I, I, I'm, I'm led by the Spirit of God. Well, it don't look like it because that's what's going to come to your mind. It don't look like you're led by the Spirit of God. You say, I don't care what you think, mine. The Word of God said, I can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. Because right. how many of you know your mind's an enemy? When you start pondering the things of God, your flesh is going to go, uh, uh. Why, is it, why does your mind do that? Because it's losing control. Don't let your mind or your flesh cause you to lose control. Your spirit man wants to be in control. God lives in your spirit. Don't make me go back. Remember the story of the rich man and Lazarus? They both died. They both went to hell. They both looked at each other. Wait a minute. Their bodies are in the ground. But they talked to each other. One's in hell, one's in paradise, which is not there. It's in heaven now. The rich man in hell said, hey, Abraham. How do you know that was Abraham? Because the Bible says in the next life, when you go to heaven, you'll be known as you're known. People will look at you from China and they'll go, I know you. You're Greg Lee. Because they just know you. But they had a tongue. They talked about their eyes. They talked about their fingers. Your spirit looks like your body. Trying to help you to see this is what the Bible says. Jesus said, I have a body filled with the glory of God. He wasn't just spirit. They thought he was a ghost. He said, touch me. Look at the holes in my hands. Look at my side. You're going to get a new body too. But all that have gone before, they're in spirit right now but they're still recognizable. So number three, we all have to believe God. Say, I have to believe God. So we're going to go back to Zacharias and Elizabeth's story. It's before in Luke 1, but we're going to start reading in verse 5. We're going to read a good bit to verse 20. But in verse 5, uh, Scott's going to start reading there. So go ahead and put that up for us. And listen to their story right quick. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. 
His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both very well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. And then the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on his right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and of the disobedience to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and to bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not be able to speak until the day of these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Okay, so we're going to look at their story. Anything jump out? How about Gabriel came to them first, then Gabriel came to Mary. Now, Mary said, how will this be? Now, there, as you look at the written page, there's no inflection on the voice, you know, like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I, you know, I love you. How's that, how are they speaking it? How does it say? So you read the whole text. Mary wasn't in doubt when she said, how How's this going to happen? And the Holy Spirit went over. But him, he was in doubt and unbelief. He had even a little attitude with the angel. How you know that, Pastor? So let's go. Let's go back and look in and, 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 uh, verse 18. And so the angels come to him. And, and Zechariah said to the angel, how's this beef? I'm old. I'm an old man. And my wife's old. And now the angel, I think the angel, Gabriel got a little testy. He goes, look what he says in verse 19. I'm Gabriel, Jack. <laughs> if I say something, it's from God. I don't play. I don't lie. Matter of fact, angels do not speak anything but what God says. If something, an angel comes to you and says, this day you shall surely die, God said he wants you to live a long life, Okay. If, if, if anything an angel says that refutes the word of God, you're going to go, ah, eh, because the Bible says the devil can come as an angel of light. You judge the angel's words. But wait a minute. See, the spirit of God's on Gabriel, too, not the spirit of fear. 
One deal, they were afraid because they'd never seen anything like this, but he spoke peace to them, and they should have received the peace. But he is so bitter, so full of it had never happened before in my family, and it ain't going to know if it's ever going to happen. He didn't believe. How do you know that, Pastor? The next verse says he didn't believe. Quit being a griper and a complainer. Griping and complaining hadn't changed anything for however long you've been living. How do you expect griping and complaining to change you now? Griping and complaining don't change. It's faith that changes. And we're going to look at this as what we're building up to change ourselves. We have got to think like God, speak like God, live like God, live like Jesus. Jesus didn't go around mulling. Do you think Jesus ever woke up on the wrong side of the bed? Well, it's going to be a rough day today. I don't even feel like getting out and walking over there to Jerusalem. He never did that. Has anything, here's another good one. Has anything ever surprised you? Wow. You know God never gets surprised? It may surprise you. It may shock you. It may knock you off your feet, but it doesn't knock God off his feet. He's your source. He's your help. He's your strength, and he'll stand you back up and say, we got this. That's why we don't have to be afraid. Amen? So as we look at this story, the angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you glad tidings. Good news. I'm trying to bring you good news and you're still griping. I know how he feels. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) And behold, you will be mute. Why did he learn? Why did he be mute? Because guess what? He was probably a griper and complainer all the time. Now, somebody said, well, he put sickness on him. No, he didn't make him feel bad. He just shut his mouth up. Lesson number 37, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. Now, we're talking about Mary's story. The angel visited Mary. Mary didn't do this. Do you know what the angel told me? Do you know what the angel told me? Do you know what the angel told me? No, she didn't. She shut up. When you get a revelation from God and you go to tell somebody, you know what, I, I said, somebody said, you know what, I believe if I give my clothes away, God's going to help me get new clothes. I got some good clothes, but I want some new I'm going to start giving my good stuff away. Somebody sitting in the same room said, that'll never happen for you. Somebody with authority. And their faith balloon just went, and they didn't do it. Don't let anybody talk you out of what God's told you to do. And so you learn to keep your mouth shut so until you walk it out, and then when you got it, you can say, I got that because I believe God. See, 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 listen, our salvation, I'm, I'm, I'm going to this. We've been redeemed from sin. Now, listen, your testimony of your past life just needs to be that because you've been redeemed from it. But you have also been redeemed too. You need to live in the two and walk away from the from. You've been redeemed from sin, but to righteousness, to sonship, to daughtership, to the family. 
You're not living that life anymore. Quit talking about it. I don't talk about my problems unless the Holy Ghost tells me to tell somebody, you have had that problem. You can be set free too. I don't live in that, oh, what am I doing? What am I going to do? I used to, you know, I don't dwell in that past. The devil brings up your past. We're in the family. We live from the, remember I said about four Sundays ago, we're seated with Christ. We need to be looking down on our problems. If you're going to talk to the devil, write it on the bottom of your foot because he's under your feet. He's not equal with you. He's not. Let's talk about the devil just for a second. The devil has power, but he has no authority. Quit giving him your authority. Well, the devil beat me upside the head this week, and I'm telling you, it's been bad. And all. Quit glorifying him. You're giving him power. You're giving him authority, excuse me. He has no authority to be in your life, to torment you, to bring fear to you, to make, make your, your, have restless nights. Well, I wonder what I'm going to do. I what I'm do. That's the enemy. You know the voice of God. You're a child of God. The path of the righteous get brighter and brighter. So, so, so listen, learn to keep your mouth shut. Write that down if you're taking notes. Quit talking the problem. Renew your mind to the word of God, and you speak the life of God. Man, that's hard. You know, I grew up with complainers and gripers, and, and man, you know, if you in the dictionary, they got their picture in there. I, I lived that. You know, I'll, and I still talk about that setup. How you doing, Tim? Tim's going to tell you, I'm blessed. And then, well, I'm not. I, so the organ recital again, my back, my, my liver, my gallbladder, uh, you know, my hair hurts. And, and uh, golly, don't ask me. Don't ask me no more because I don't want to hear all that. And then well, I did just the opposite. I wouldn't give anybody any pity, not even my kids. Suck it up and get up. I don't care if that car run over you. <laughs> We're living for God. <laughs> my wife said, show a little compassion. I'm like, no, because it can go the opposite way, and I grew up in that opposite way, and I don't want that in my life. Ah, uh, you know, get up. You don't care if you're bleeding. It'll quit in a minute. <laughs> I wasn't that bad, but pretty close. So number four, Mary visits Elizabeth and receives confirmation. Do you know why we want to tell it? It's because we want somebody to agree with us on it. But if you'll hold it, keep your mouth shut, God will send you a confirming word. Let's read this. Let's read 39 through 45 in Luke 1. Put that up there. And now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the babe leapt in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be fulfillments of those things which were told her from the Lord. Blessed is she who believed. Look at that. Now, now not only 
is this confirmation for Mary. This is confirmation for Elizabeth because remember the angel told her husband that the baby would be filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb, and it happened. So it was confirmation for her. You know, you get around talking to people that are on fire for God, so you'll get some confirmation. And you know what? You'll give them some as well. See, that's where we want to live our life. We want to live our life full of God, and, you know, and God will give you a word. I don't know, uh, you know, God will give you a word, but uh, you're talking to somebody and say, you know, I just feel like, you know, the Spirit of God's on this conversation, and God wants to, he wants to take you to another place, another level, you know? And, and so you need to be expecting God to be, you, if you're living godly, then you're going to be talking godly. You want the Holy Spirit on your words? Speak godly. Think godly. Just saying. So as we look, she entered the house, greeted her. Elizabeth heard the greeting. The baby leaped. And notice what she says. Then she spoke out, blessed are you among women. That's what the angel said. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did we read the first verse? She went with haste. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will overshadow you, and, and you will become pregnant with a child. So she said, okay, what am I going to do? Thinking, thinking, I'm going to go see Elizabeth. She went with haste. She wasn't dragging her feet. She went that day or however many days it took to get there. She left, and as immediately she walks in the room, Elizabeth said, you pregnant, girl. I'm putting it where you can understand it. Girl, you're pregnant with the Messiah. Mary goes, it has come to pass just as I believed. Isn't that awesome? Do you know that God will confirm his word to you? That God was, was, I've had TV commercials confirm the word of God to me. If you start looking, God will say, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You can have that. I've had preachers come up and tell me stuff that they got words from God in movies. My kids hate to sit by me because I'm talking the word of God. That's not, we don't live like that. We live this way. Are we watching, what's that, the line, the witch in the wardrobe? I said, okay, that's the devil right there. And I start quoting scriptures and take, will you shut up and let me watch the movie? I can't help it. I'm looking for God in everything. You need to be looking for God in everything and let him teach you and guide you. The Holy Spirit's always knocking on your heart, trying to talk to you and trying to confirm his word to you and show you things. Man, I've taken old love songs and, and tore it up and, and gave it to the youth and say, that's why you don't make wrong decisions. I mean, there's popular music out there that's not godly, and you turn around, flip it, and make it, this is why we preach the gospel. You know, my, my daughter taught kindergarten, and she had a little girl in her class, and uh, her and my other daughter, Emily, they were reading in a little country town we grew up in. They had a little country paper, and they put all the kids' letters to Santa. And this little girl's house had burnt down, and she didn't ask for any toys. She asked for a mat to take a nap on and some money for some snack food. And they began to cry. Oh, their heart was broke. 
for this little girl. And as they're crying, I said, that's why we preach the gospel. We preach the gospel to the poor. It's not money that will save you. It's the gospel that will change you. Her mama needs to hear the gospel. She needs to hear the gospel. And her life and their life will change. That's my last point just by the Holy Ghost going into it. But hear me. Your life will change because you put the gospel number one, the good news. He'll take you out of poverty. He'll take you out of sickness. He'll take you out of sin. He'll deliver you from drugs and alcohol. That's the good news. And we all are preachers of the good news. So, so, and so she's declaring, as I heard this greeting, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed. She called her, you're, you're blessed, you believed. And there's the fulfillment. So number five, this life, you know, it's life changing. And, and as we set this up, number five, Mary's faith left a legacy. The life, the, the gospel is life changing. It changes your family. It changes your whole family. It changes your city. It changes the nation. I don't know about you, but can you think of people who were godly in your family that spoke into your life? I, I got some. I have some that my side of the family totally changed. See, because, you know, you got a grandfather and a grandmother, my mama's grandmother and my, my, my mama's grandfather. I knew them more than I did my dad's. I saw them once a year maybe, but I saw them almost every day. And then I looked past them. My grandmother had 10 brothers, 10 alcoholic brothers. Yeah. And, and, and my grandfathers, they were... You know, they were better, they worked, but, you know, they weren't godly. But my grandmother's, my mother's brothers, they got on fire for God. Changed our whole, all my cousins are born again. All my family saved on that side. And the, most of them don't want to do the family reunion with us because we're not drinking and we're not carrying on. We're godly. Now, we have fun. Don't get me wrong. We laugh, belly laugh, till you're rolling on the ground. If, I, if we was alcoholics, it'd be crazy. We'd be killing one another just like most of them do. But it, it changed our family's dynamics. There was a man who was an alcoholic. He had two sons. One became an alcoholic, and one got, got counsel and went and became a lawyer and became a judge. And the alcoholic brother, his family all went into drugs and alcohol. His family became mayors and doctors and lawyers as well. It changed their legacy. So let's read about Mary's legacy right quick. Mary, Mary's faith left a legacy. And read 46 through 50 now. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And we're going to stop there. It goes on. This is really Mary's song. The Holy Spirit came on her and she began to sing. But go back to verse 48 for me. For he has regarded the low, lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. And we do. We're recognizing her today. 
She changed the whole world by believing that Jesus could be born from her. How about you changing your family's legacy? Make that declaration today from this day forward, my family will serve God. I will be the go-to. I will be the one to give godly counsel. I will be the one to take a stand. Listen, when I was a teenager, the devil used to crawl in bed with me and go, why are you trying to live good? Look at your family. Why are you trying to live good? Look at, the red, look at all that. You, need, you just need to just give up and do that. Mm-mm. No, I, and I did stupid things. But no, I'm not giving up. You can't give up. Especially, this is now, we're getting close to the end. We're not giving up. We're going to live for God. And we're going to change the destiny of our families. Amen? Your children need you to live godly. Your grandchildren need you to live godly. Your neighbors need you to live godly. Your co-workers need you to live godly. They need somebody to give them counsel. Every teenager in here, some of you have the call of God on you. Look for it. So number six, and I'm going to read these. Number six is we receive salvation the same way. It's a new birth. Jesus was the firstborn of many. How many of you know when Jesus died and was resurrected, the Father said, this is my son. He's the firstborn. That's what it says in Romans. And so let's look at salvation right quick. we got a few minutes here. Romans 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What you say with your mouth is what's in your heart. When I was counting down, when I was down, down. Huh? What you say, well, it never, it never gets in. It, it won't happen any good to happen for us. We're always a day late and a dollar short. I can never pay all my bills. It's what you have. That's what you have faith for. It's what you believe. Some people are just barely saved. They're in mental agreement with it. But how many of you believe that Jesus' birth was supernatural? Anybody wave at me? Jesus' birth was supernatural. He was born of a virgin. There's reasons we're not going into that. He was the son of God. Amen? Your birth of salvation is supernatural. You getting born again is supernatural. God recreated your spirit. I believe. That ain't supernatural. You need some supernatural stuff going on in you. You need to have a fire burning in you. The Bible's John, John the Baptist, who was Jesus' cousin, said, there's one coming after me He's going to baptize you in fire. You ought to have a little fire in you about your salvation. You quit putting wet blankets on it. Quit pouring water on it. Come on, get into the Word and get a little fire about you. Your salvation supernatural. It ought to be exciting. Not that you're acting ignorant or stupid all the time, but you ought to have a fire. You know what? Glory to God. 
God's living in me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The greater one lives on the inside of me. It ought to fire you up, Christian. If it don't fire you up, then check your Christianity. Are you truly saved? Is it a supernatural birth? So there's churches in all over America that people go to church because they give me my star. Okay, I went to church two times this month. I'm doing, I'm doing, not, you don't earn it. You receive it. Receive it. Receive Jesus. And how you go on the next level, you receive that. How you receive more wisdom, you receive it. You don't earn it. You pursue it because it's been given. Hey, watch your kids. Watch your kids. When you give them that present at Christmas, they're going to tear it open. They're not going to stop and say, oh, I really don't deserve this. We do. Oh, God, I really don't deserve it. It's false humility. We think that we're being humble, and we're not. It's rightly ours. It's been paid for. When you say, I just don't deserve it, you're saying the blood of Jesus is not enough to cleanse you. Come on, the Jesus is enough. He's more than enough. And, and he died so great things could come to you. Woo! What are those? It's all over me and keeping me alive today. Amen? So, verse 10. For with the heart believes, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That word salvation is S-O-Z-O in the Greek. And it's pronounced S-O-D-Z-O, sozo. It means body, mind, and spirit. But we stop is that I'm born again. But it's also your mind needs to be renewed. And your body needs to be renewed. That you can have healing. You can have peace of mind. When he was chastised for your peace in Isaiah 53, that's not, that's in mental state. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick on that one just for a second. And, 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 but look what it says. There's no distinction between Jew and Greek. That means Jewish people are, are, are people like us. If you're Jewish, then it's talking about you too. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. When's the last time you called on him? You need to be calling on him every morning, every night. Any of you like me, sometimes the devil wakes you up and your mind rolls. You know what I did last night? I turned my phone on Bible Gateway. I put it on Luke chapter 1. I put earplugs in and went right to sleep. Get out of here. Get out of here, devil. I mean, because a lot of people sleep with the TV on. Well, then put your Bible on there and put the Bible app and go to sleep to the Word. Put somebody preaching to you. Come on, the peace of God's on the Word of God. Hear the word. Change your life. Be hungry. There's more. You have not arrived. God wants you to have more. So let's look at our last key. Last point. And that's Luke 2.19. He don't have it in his notes. But the last key is Mary pondered these things in her heart. You've got to take control of what you're thinking about, what you're pondering. You're pondering about fear, about your kids and this and that. And I had three teenagers driving at one time. 
Every time I heard an ambulance, I'm like, the devil go, yeah, it's one of them. And I used to go, nope. If it is, they're going to live. I can replace that car. They'll live and not die. Shut up and get out of here. Because he'll try to put fear on you every chance he gets. What you think and ponder and meditate on is what you become. The Bible says believers lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Do you ever even think about that? No. It's time to start. Because a believer can lay hands on their children and they'll be healed. A believer can lay hands on their neighbor and be healed. I'm a child of God. I can lead other people to God. I know you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't know. I don't know what to say. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's all you need to know. Till God gives you something else, run with it. But if you get into the word, he'll give you all kinds of things. But start with just John 3, 16. Make it easy. We were having a conversation, and I'm, I'm going to close. We were having a conversation out in the lobby. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I don't have to do it. I just have to believe Him to do it. I just have to tell you that Jesus loves you and Jesus died for you. The Holy Spirit will recreate you, not me. You just got to live for God, brother. You're going to hell acting like that. That's not my place. But you see it all the time, don't you? They're trying to be the Holy Spirit. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I can't, I don't heal. I don't save. I don't bring peace. But He does. And so that's easy. I'm just trusting you. Trusting you, God. I'm going to step out. You said the Holy Spirit would back me. He'd be with me always. I want to be a witness and a light. All these people are hurting. Just give me something to pray for them. Lord, bless them. Bring them peace in Jesus' name. That's all I know to say. Then I just, I did everything he said to do. But, you know, we walk away and go, you you didn't say this. You didn't pray that. You didn't do that. You know, I sit down and the devil sits down with me and says, you didn't say this while you was preaching. You didn't say that. You couldn't have brought up this point. It would have been better if you'd done that. Get out of here. Don't let him beat you up when you step out for God. We're his representatives. I got off, but listen to me. Ponder the promises. Start pondering the promises. Joshua said he meditated. God told Joshua to meditate the word of God day and night. That's pondering it. If God be for me, who can be against me? If God so loved the world, I'm in the world. God loves me. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart. Ephesians says, The eyes of my understanding are enlightened, that I may know the hope of his calling. Man, I, 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 I hear and know the voice of God. No, you don't. Yes, shut up. Yes, I do. And you can too. And you, I've just got to go after it. I can sing probably 5,000 songs. I got to shut up and quit saying I don't obtain or understand the word of God. Well, Pastor, I never, I, I, I can never remember what I read. You know, I ate something last Wednesday. I don't remember what it was, but it done me good. It did me, it, it changed my wife, just fell out. <laughs> I, read, I don't remember what I ate last week, but it, it, it changed me. It helped me. It strengthened me to keep walking. 
done me good. I don't care. I'll hear about it later. It's all right. Good English. I ain't got no good English. There we go. My English teacher talked like that, okay? Get off of me. And so, so y'all don't know where I grew up. And so anyway, listen to me. You read the Word of God whether you remember it or t- it's changing you. Listen, God has brought things up to me that I had read before that I never knew was in me because I had read it before. And you need to change that negative mouth and say, I hear and read the Word and I receive it. It goes in the good soil of my heart. And it is changing me. And quit reading 47 chapters in a night. Get two or three scriptures and get them in your heart. That's the key. Find the promises and go after them. Amen? You want to change your life? Go after the things of God. Go after the promises. You can have them. They're for you. They're yes and amen to you. Real quick. We talked about our salvation. Do you know what repent means? You know what? We think repent means to confess our sins and to abandon them and pursue righteousness, and it does. But the true meaning of repent means to change your mind. What you ponder on, I'm no good, I'm not any good, it keeps you defeated. No, 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 no. What you ponder on is how you change your life. This speaks to the truth that we can't change our behavior without changing the way we think and believe. Every alcoholic says, there's no way I can quit. There's no way I can quit. Every drug addict, no way I can quit. People hooked on pornography, I can't quit. I keep going back to it. I I can't quit. Yes, you can. You change what you believe. You change what you're thinking. You change your thinking. You ponder on the Word of God, and it changes the course of your life, and it changes your life to the blessing and not the curse. Bow your heads. Father, I thank you for our salvation, that it is built and based upon promises. Lord God, that every person in this room, if they're born again, they're born again because of the Word of God. The promise of God is yes and amen. And Father, we thank you that you stir our supernatural salvation up on the inside of us. Holy Spirit, burning our hearts, stirring us in a greater measure in a greater measure. If you're here today and you're not sure that you're a child of God, or maybe you want the fire of God to be in your your heart about your salvation, if that's you, just lift your hand. Say, pray for me, Pastor. I'm not sure I'm saved or I want more. I need the promises alive. Come on, lift your hand if that's you. Our hands are going up everywhere. You're sitting there wondering if you're the only one. You're not the only one. There's more. We need more. We need more of the promises in our life. We need more of the Word of God stirred up in us. So let's pray together. Father, I come. I believe your Word. All of the promises are yes and amen to me. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for my sins as a perfect sacrifice, rose again the third day for my victory. Thank you, Lord. I believe that. I say it with my mouth. I am a child of God. I am an overcomer. Greater is he 
that's in me than he that's in the world. Thank you, Father, for hearing me today and answering in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.